I have never met a saint who had God's interest first who was a worrywart. The antidote for being a worrywart is putting God's kingdom at the front burner of your life. Because then it gives you a perspective. It's a trust factor. It's a faith factor. It's a confidence factor. It's a hope factor. All right? Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, all over the world. Good morning. It is Monday here on Church Boy Confessions. He will direct your path. So what's there to fear again? Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Thank you so much for tuning in once again to the Church Boy Confessions Podcast, episode 127, the Christmas special, because Christmas is right around the corner this Saturday, actually. Man, I love Christmas. As you can see, I'm kind of decked out in the, you know what I'm saying? My 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 uh, traditional Christmas sweater. Also, if you turn your attention to behind me, I have a little, you know, a little, little, I don't even know what you call this thing, but let's just say it's getting pretty wild around here. That's all I'm going to say. You know what I'm saying? But today's a Christmas special, ladies and gentlemen. Man, I want I want to talk about something that... Um, is inspired by a typical Christian message, but I think that it kind of goes into a New Year message as well, kind of like an end of the year message. I think that it's needed for us to understand this before we get into 2022. So what I'm going to talk about today, I hope that, you know, once you're done listening to this, that you take the time and meditate on these things. Meditate on these things during the holidays, meditate on these things when you're around your family um, and going into the new year, man. Um, you know, this this is going to be an important one. Before I go there, you know, I have to go. You know what I have to say. You know what I have to say, because you've heard it for the past however many months. Me talking about this show on January 29th, where Emmanuel Heke and the rest of the unassociated team want to see you there. We're going to be there. We want to see you there. You're listening to this podcast. Why does our relationship have to stop here? Why do we have to stop here? And you're only just what well, you only love me on Mondays or what? You know what I'm saying? What, you, you only want to listen to me and then throw me off to the side? It's not going to I know why you listen. It's not because of me. It's because of, you know, what God has to say to you. But I would love to st- still see you there. You know what I'm saying? I think God wants you to be there. I think. I'm not going to say that. I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm saying I'm a prophet, you know. But I, I think, I think that, I think that would be really dope to have you there. Um, But yeah, let's get to it. Um, it's Christmas season, you know what I'm saying? Um, this is definitely, I'm not even going to act like it's been like an easy season for me. Um, as for like mentally, it's been hard for me to get in like the rhythm of all like the Christmas, like spirit and stuff like that because of school. And let me tell you something, man, seminary school is amazing. You know, I've learned so much. It's so great. But school is academia in general. (sighs) We're not going to go there, man. Um, (laughs) It, it, it's been it's been kind of tough it's been very challenging but you know i still had to make sure that we get behind this mic and we talk about something that i think is very beneficial that's actually been inspired look at that inspired by my studies so today we're going to talk about how when god calls someone he also provides for them you know, so many of us were in this stage in life and we're, you know, so worried about our destiny and how it's going to come about and all that different stuff. And this has just been a very recurring message, I feel. I don't know. Like, I don't know. Like, is, is, is it just me or it's just this has kind of been the it's kind of been the message just talking about the future and talking about, you know, worrying and talking about stress and talking about putting everything in God's hands, dependency in God's hands and whatnot. And 
the inspiration for this episode came from, like I said, one of my classes. So let's roll the clip. I have never met a saint who had God's interest first, who was a worry wart. The anecdote for being a worry wart is putting God's kingdom at the front burner of your life. Because then it gives you a perspective. It's a trust factor. It's a faith factor. It's a confidence factor. It's a hope factor. All right? Ah, yes. Great, great professor. Um, Forgot his name. (laughs) I'm sorry. But what he said, though, is very important. It says the anecdote. I think I'm kind of paraphrasing. The anecdote for not worrying is putting God's kingdom in the front burner of our lives. Man, that's so true. I mean, we, we know it's true because it's pretty much our favorite verse, Matthew chapter 6, verse 33, which says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. We don't have to worry. As long as we seek God first, everything that we need, you know, everything's going to be taken care of. It's all going to be good, right? You know, and I want to talk about that. And I want to pull that example from something else. The story of Mary being told that she is going to give birth to the Son of God. So in Luke chapter 1, verse 26, and we're going to read. Now, in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And having come in, the angel said to her, Rejoice, highly favored one. The Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. But when she saw him, she was troubled. Excuse me. She was troubled at his saying and considered what manner of greeting this was. And the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary, for you have you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be and will be called the son of the highest. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever and his kingdom there will be and of his kingdom will be there will be no end. And Mary said to the angel, how can this be since I do not know a man? She was engaged, but, you know, she wasn't married. And the angel answered and said to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore, also the Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. Now, indeed, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived the son in her old age, who was John the Baptist. And this is now the sixth month of her who was called barren. For with God, nothing will be impossible. Ooh, this is probably my favorite verse. Then Mary said, Behold, the maidservant of the Lord, look at me. Let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. May God bless the hearing and the reading and standing of his word. In Jesus' name, amen. Father, I pray. I pray, Lord, that everyone that's listening to this right now, who you have called to a destiny, not take that calling as a stress or as a burden or as a, a, a something to wake them out of bed and tell them to go figure it out, but that they recognize that it is your power that is going to see them through. 
It is your power that's going to bring about your destiny that you've placed in our lives. In the mighty name of Jesus, let's talk about it. God provides for those that he calls. What happened with Mary? What happened in this encounter she had with the angel? God, through the angel, is telling Mary that I'm going to use you. You, you know, the angel prophesied that she's going to give birth to Jesus. She asked, how can it be? And the, Mary, and the angel basically tells her, God, God's power is going to come upon you. That's how it's going to come about. I'm telling you what you are destined to do. I'm telling you that you're about to do something that is going to literally, God's about to use you to do something that's literally going to be the most important thing in humankind, in human life. And how is it going to happen? It's going to happen by the power of God. God called Mary and told Mary, I'm going to use you for a plan. And that plan will come about by my power that is going to overshadow you. Just like God has called you to a destiny. Here on earth. And when you ask him how he's going to tell you the same thing. That his power is going to come upon you. That it is through his power we are able to fulfill our destiny. But we've heard that. We've heard that. Rely on God's power. Rely on God's power. But do you understand how this right here is reason to not worry? When you realize that it is through God's power that you accomplish God's destiny that he's placed in your life, this is your reason not to worry. You are worried about fulfilling your destiny, but we serve the sovereign God who literally is the reason why you have a destiny. Why are you concerned with fulfilling something that God has literally created you to fulfill? <laughs> Is he not sovereign? Does he not have all the power? Why are we so concerned with our future if we say that our future is in God's hands? What do we think that he's not powerful enough to do it? Do we think that he does not pull all the strings? Do not forget who you're talking about. He's the one that's made all the strings. <laughs> God's is the one that will accomplish your destiny before you leave this earth. Mary didn't worry after she heard this message from an angel and say that, oh my gosh, I'm going to give birth to Jesus Christ. He's saying that the Holy Spirit's power. I don't even know what the Holy Spirit is. Oh, I got to find a way to get pregnant. I got to find a way to get pregnant because God said I'm supposed to get pregnant and give birth to this person. No. What did Mary do? She said, hey, I'm here for it. Let's make it happen. Let's do it. I am your servant. Here I am. I have presented myself to you. Let's make it happen. If you are in the business of seeking God's will in your life, then God's will will be done in your life. It is his plan. It is his story. And that's something that I had to understand because for a long time, I thought life was about figuring out what God wanted me to do on this planet. And I feel like I've used that language on this podcast in the past as well. And that wasn't the right language to use. Figuring out everything. If God wants to tell you something, he'll tell you something. But that language, what it does is that it, it, it gets us into a position where we now have to figure out how to make God's will happen in our lives. And that's been my problem for so long. The problem with me and a lot of us is that when God tells us a plan that he has for our lives, we try to make it happen instead of allowing it to happen. But that's what it's supposed to be. We don't make God's will happen in our lives. 
We allow God's will to happen in our lives because you don't know every step. It's his will. It's his plan. You did not write the script. But when you try to live life like you are writing the script, that's when you're going to get all worried. That's when you're going to get all flustered. That's when you're going to live a life of anxiety and certainty because the reality is that you do not control the future. You do not know the future. You are the servant of the person that does control, that does know the future. There's a big difference there. And he is not asking you to figure out your destiny. He's asking you to allow his plan to be done in your life. Because he has a plan and he knows that it is his power by his power and his power alone. This plan will happen because it's his plan. It's his plan. So I don't have to worry about it. He's a sovereign God. He can take care of himself. Right? God's plan will happen. So we don't have to worry. But you know why we start to worry is because when God tells us, all right, this is what I'm doing for you. This is how I'm going to take you. This is how I'm going to, you know, all that different stuff. Rather than us just trust him and be like, all right, God, every day I'm going to wake up. I'm going to submit to you and I'm surrendering to you. What we do instead we like to put benchmarks on our lives. We like to put the clock on our lives that tells us we have to do this by this time and that by this time. We like to put up scoreboards in our lives. We turn God's plan in our lives into a basketball game. <laughs> and now it's all about scoring and it's all about making it before the clock. It's all about getting the big pop out of the crowd. That's never what it's been about. We make it a competition. We make it about our own glory glory we make it about fulfilling something in ourselves and and what we do is is we try we we take god's story and we confuse it we we take the destiny that god gives us and we confuse it with the goals that we have for our own lives right so then ultimately what we're doing is we're taking god's story and we're making it our story the thing is that God's story is supposed to be fulfilled with his power. So if it's your story, guess whose power that needs to be fulfilled with? Your power. And now you're living life on your power. You're living life on your power even though you were literally wired and created to live a life that is dependent on the Father. That is how every human being was wired and created was to live life by the Father, to be dependent on the Father. Yesterday, um, last week, we read from Genesis and how God created Adam and Eve and he gave them the fish of the sea he gave them the resources in order to to from the very beginning we were always meant to be dependent on the father because the purpose of our existence was to be the image bearers the representation of the father if we're not dependent on the father how are we going to live a life of being dependent i'm sorry if we're not dependent on the father how are we going to be his representation how is everything that we're going to do point back to him we don't we're not dependent on him we don't have a relationship with him we don't have trust in him we don't have faith in him then everything we do is going to be done for our own selves and our own accord. But that's not what God's purpose behind creating us was for. It was to represent him. And you represent him by submitting and surrendering to his destiny for your life. And then you stop worrying about it. Man. <laughs> it's like, I'm going to keep down on worry. <laughs> I'm not down. I got a little bit left. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we 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 worry, man. Um, 
you know, God's promised you something, but he didn't tell you to panic about it, man. He didn't tell you to go, oh, hey, hey, go do this thing. Uh, I'll be back in a little bit. You know, go figure it out. I don't want anything to do with you until you figure it out. No. God said, all right, this is what I want you to do. So then um, I'm going to go before you and I'm going to make these footsteps. I need you to walk in these footsteps. I'm going to go before you and there's going to be water. There's going to be flood. So I'm going to be the one to carry you in the flood. Um, there's going to be fire. So I'm going to be the cover, be the one to cover you and protect you. There's going to be, you know, what I'm saying fury darts thrown at you. But the faith that you have in me is going to be able to shield yourself and quench those fury darts of the enemy. He's literally holding your hand the entire time. When God tells you to do something, the first thing you do should not be, let's make up a playbook on how we're going to strategize and harmonize and calculize. And uh, that's not a word. You know what I'm saying? But you get the point. That's not supposed to be your first sole main goal. And I'm not saying don't work. I'm not saying don't don't do what you got to do. Abraham had faith, right? And his works and his faith was completed with the works of him getting up and moving out of his father's house. You can read that in James chapter two. What I'm saying is it's not for you to stress out about making it happen. It's for you to surrender to him. Your response to God calling you and saying that this is my plan for your life should not be. All right. So now I have to go make the plan happen. It's should be what Mary's response was. As you have said, God, let it be done to me, your servant. Let it be done in my life. And the will of the sovereign God will be done in your life. It's not something to worry about. When you're worrying, it's because maybe you don't have faith. When you're worrying, it's because maybe you're concerned with um, the pride of having the promise or pride of being successful, the lust or whatever it might be. But I, I just genuinely think that someone like like my professor has said, that someone who is purely concerned with God's will being done in their lives, what is there to worry about? And if you're not purely concerned with God's will in your life and instead you're concerned with things aside from God's will, I'm only actually really concerned with things aside from God's will. I encourage you to take the rest of this year and figure out why you're so concerned with it and list the reasons why you're so concerned with it. And if none of those reasons point back to God at all, I would think that maybe you have some some things to to be concerned about when it comes to your motives behind your relationship with God. After this encounter that Mary had with the angel, soon she became pregnant with Jesus Christ. She, being a virgin woman, became pregnant with Jesus Christ. And then she gave birth to the Son of God, who would ultimately live a life of, that's a great example of surrender. That is a great example, excuse me, of service to the Father we should take from it. Philippians chapter 2. Starting at verse 5, it says, Let this be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Our example, we are Christ-like, we are Christians. Who, being in the form of God, did not consider robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant, and coming in the likeness of men, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. Therefore, also has highly exalted him 
God has God also has highly exalted him and given him the name that is above every name, that in the name of Jesus every knee should bow, hallelujah, of those in heaven and of those on earth and of those under the earth, and every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Amen. Amen. Did you know every knee is going to bow and every tongue is going to confess? I'm talking like every knee. It says everywhere in heaven, earth, under the earth, all the demons, all the atheists that are like our staunch. Everyone one day was going to confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. That's a side note. But really, really what I wanted to pull from this is verse seven, where it says that Jesus, mind you, Jesus is part of the triune God. When he came down to earth, he made himself obedient, subject to the Father. Said he called him, he was a bondservant. He took the form of a bondservant. Where have we talked about, you know, servants in this episode already? Like Mary, what Mary said, behold your maid servants. Jesus became a bondservant to the Father. Mary said, behold your maid servants. Joshua, back in the Old Testament, when he, when he was confronted by the angel of the Lord, said, what are you going to tell your servant to do? Servant, 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 servant. We see it throughout the entire scripture of people being servants to the Father. What this does is it symbolizes obedience. When you call yourself a servant of the Lord, you are obedient. You are in a state of surrender. And I'll even go as further to say that Typically, in, in a master-servant relationship, the servant is not the one that's calling the shots. The servant is not the one that's planning out the future. The servant is not the one who is the captain. That's the master. It is not the servant's job to call the shots. It is the servant's job to follow the shots. You are a servant. And remember that you have a master and your master is the sovereign God. And to finish, I want to start reading Isaiah chapter 41. When we talk, I, I love this place because it, it really highlights the sovereignty of God. Starting at verse 2, God is saying, Who raised up one from the east? Who in righteousness called him to his feet? Who gave the nations before him and made him rule over kings? Who gave them as dust to his sword, as, as driven stubble to his bow? Who pursued them and passed safely by the way that he had not gone with his feet? Who has performed and done it, calling the generations from the beginning? I, the Lord, am the first, and with the last, I am he. May God bless the hearing and understanding of his word. This is your master, the one that calls the generations from the beginning, the one that is the first and with the last, he is. Hallelujah. If you're following a guy like that, I don't think that there's much you have to worry about when it comes to your destiny. If he wants you to fulfill your destiny and he's called you to something and you are in a state of submission and surrender to him, it will happen. And with that word and with that attitude, I need you to live your life for the rest of this year and especially in 2022. In 2022, and I'm getting ahead of myself. I know it's a Christmas episode, but I need to say this. In 2022, I implore everyone that's listening to this podcast, surrender to 
the Lord. Everything may not look good on the surface. You might not know what's going to happen tomorrow. But I feel inclined to say, surrender to the Lord. And your union with God will be the source of your peace, of your joy, of your love. You will live a life of joy. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this word. Thank you so much for your goodness. Thank you so much for your sovereignty. Thank you so much because you love us. And there's no law that says that you have to, but you do. You put up with us. You take care of us. You provide for us. You've allowed us. You've given us the privilege to be your servants, the privilege to be your servants, to be your children. And we thank you so much, oh God. Father, help us to stop worrying. For those of us that are worrying about our destiny, Father, help us to surrender to you. So surrender to you and not worry about it anymore so we can be present. Now we can enjoy Christmas. Now we can enjoy New Year's. Now we can enjoy the loved ones, our families around us because we're here today. Not because we're stressed out about what's going to happen next. No, because it's all in your hands. We are surrendering to you, Father. Right now, right now, if it's you, surrender right now. You make the decision right now. Father, we surrender to you. You know your child, you know your daughter, you know your, your son that is surrendering to you right now in this moment. We say, I surrender. Together we say it right now, Father, I surrender. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. I love you. I love you. I love you guys. Merry Christmas, man. Merry Christmas. Um, yo, make sure y'all like and subscribe, please. I, I really appreciate it. And also, um, see y'all January 29th, man. We all have a Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. I'll see y'all. I'll see you.